Abraham Lincoln. Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Episode 292 of the All Can Hear Podcast. I'll be your host today. Hoist? I'll be your hoist today. Hoist. Uh, hoist you to the rafters. And I'll be your host today, Patrick. Uh, and joining me today is my my gal Tuesday, my gal Friday, every day of the week. Hey, it's your co-hoist, JoJo. Co-hoist. You'll, you'll forgive us for being a little rusty. Now, I know it may seem like... what. What are you talking about? The the AYCH gang, they were just having a, a rip-roaring time with the History Quiz Show. Well, a little peek behind the curtain. We had recorded that show well in advance and just plotted it out over the last couple of weeks because uh, we we had some time off, and uh, Lord knows that we needed it just mm-hmm. from it just being a really busy last run of the year. And also, we have been pretty under the weather, too. Oh, yeah, everybody coming down with some sort of illness. We know it's not COVID. It's not COVID, but it made us struggle, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Some of us being affected more than others. For me, it was just like a really bad head cold. Some of us much more down for the count with, like, fevers and shit. Mm -hmm. So please be careful to the listeners out there when you're out and about, you know. I know most people, at least especially around here, have stopped with the COVID protocols. But, you know, mask, you know, maybe a good idea. Always carry hand sanitizer. You know, just be safe out there. Yeah, you know, wash your hands, wash your ass, you know. Please wash your ass. (laughs) We're all, we're all begging you. It's not gay if you touch your booty hole. Please. Please get get that wash rag between your butt cheeks and get every dookie particle out of there. And let me and let me tell you, the gays know how to wash their ass. I mean, imagine you would have to. Like, yeah, they're they're they're, they're friendly with a jet of water, if you know what I mean. Ooh, a little spruce douche. <laughs> yeah, you, you got you got to run that water until it comes back clean. Whoop whoop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to be <laughs> shooting the breeze. It's just going to be uh, Joe and myself today. Uh, Colton Wenzel, our other co-hoist, they're, uh, they're working hard on the on the new show on the AYCH Extended Network. That's the Backlog Boys. Mm-hmm. Please do us a favor and go check out their, their very intensive, very in-depth a uh, new episode of the Backlog Boys where they uh, covered The Last of Us Part 2 and it is not only the longest episode ever produced in the history of AYCH thus far, but probably just one of the longest episodes of a pod- single episodes of a podcast in general clocking in at 5 hours and 40 minutes. Which I'm getting to it eventually. Yeah. I, I listened to you know a few we'll minutes We'll have to a listen day. to that in sections. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you just listen to it and when it works, it'll last you about all day. I think and going into 2023, we're going to transition slightly to just making long form content for like cross country truckers. <laughs> you, you know what? I think we're going to hit an untapped market here. I mean, for years, people have been telling us, AYSH, you're too broad. You're too out there. You're a little, all you can hear is a little too nebulous. You need to start raining down your focus and your, and your, uh, and your clientele. And by God, we found it. Truckers going from New York to California. Yo, hear me out. What if we use this to de-radicalize truckers from Q? <laughs> Are we the, the front line between radicalized cross-country truckers? You know, it is a daunting task that I think someone should. Hey, you know. I don't know if it should be us, but. <laughs> can we be trusted to <laughs> de-escalate the, the very ornery world of, of, of truckers? Being, I mean, if we learn anything from the first Fast and Furious movies, they come strapped. And they do not play around. That is very true. I, I, I guess we just need to redirect their anger. You know, <laughs> less from you, you know crazy, uh, crazy shit, into like actual like more mundane, like more like banal, sad conspiracies that are you know true. You know, because the world sucks. But I mean, yes, there are conspiracies in the world, but it's not the <laughs> ones you think they are. Yeah, it's not as orchestrated as people make it out to be. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's not a many-headed Hydra that's controlling the world. It's actually just a bunch of really evil, incompetent people who are destroying the world by just their sheer incompetence. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. I mean, there, there's not, not, not a huge fan of conspiracies in that regard. Yeah, yeah, the evil of the world is much more blunt than you may think it's not as laser focused and scalpel like as anime and tv has led us to believe no it is a bunch of fucking dipshits being dipshits and everyone having to face the consequences of the actions of those dipshits and uh that's politics uh welcome to uh, my soapbox i am uh descending it now <laughs> we kicked it back behind the curtain this is my TED Talk. Please do not go to Q. <laughs> that is my plea to the trucker or trucker demographic. Hey. Uh, uh, if you're thinking about Q, please reconsider. Q, not even once. Not even once. It's like meth or heroin or, or really any bad drugs. You just shouldn't do them. <laughs> Take it from a couple of dipshits. <laughs> Listen, you can be a dipshit all you want, but but there, there's a negative polarity to some of these. Oh yeah. Just talk about butt pussy and you know other harmless things like that. Yeah. That that's the butt pussy promise we're bringing to the truckers of the world in 2023. Butt pussy. Honk for butt pussy. Yes. <laughs> TM TM TM. Oh, <laughs> uh, the AYCH shot coming 2023. Is that our first? Uh actual merch <laughs> bumper stickers that just say honk for butt pussy you know what I, I, hey we're, <laughs> uh, hey that that's how we get in with our trucker demographic pat that's right yes <laughs> hey we, oh we can have we can have koozies for their uh for their piss jugs mm. Mm. 
Okay, we'll workshop that one. Yeah, yeah we'll workshop that. Uh, Lord, I'll never forget going on like a long, uh, my own sort of long road delivery, much like the truckers that were trying to uh, reach out to and change their 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 consarn ways. Braver than the troops. And I happened to glance out on the side of the road, and I saw a trucker bomb, and it was actually the like one to two gallon bottle for windshield wiper fluid that had been repurposed as a travel urinal and that bitch was slap full no like it wasn't just like a one-time you like i feel like the trucker bomb has to be a one-time you you can't have like a re- reusable bitch but like i guess it just <laughs> they they filled that fucking gallon bottle to the lid and yoink and just heaved it out the window god that's fucking disgusting <laughs> uh yeah no <laughs> Trucker, take care of yourself. Wash your ass and your hands. Please. Uh, take, take care of yourself like you take care of your truck. Agreed. God, that, that, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> scarred. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just taking an easy chit-chatting. So, what's been going on in Joe Land? Uh, I mean, nothing much. Just uh, work, sleep. Existing in a Western neo-capitalist hellscape. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I've just been playing a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog. Got the Sonic Origins collection. Been playing that. Uh, trying to distract myself from the, from doom scrolling. And it seemed to be working. Uh, very bright, colorful. Those, you know, games are classic. They're fun. It has a lot of, like, really cool, like, quality of life. Updates that make it less fucking bullshit and frustrating, mostly for like the first game. Mm-hmm. Like you can fucking spin dash, which holy shit, trying to play original Sonic One without that's fucking stupid. Uh, but yeah, really fun. I'm uh having a good time with that. Also been replaying FF Seven, uh Final Fantasy Seven, the original. Uh, also really fucking fun. Uh. I was <laughs> I was kind of grinding because I'm trying to do like a 100% run with it. And I was listening to some music, you know, just because the battle music kind of got old. And, you know, just want... And I was throwing on this album and I'm like, wow, this album is paced fucking weird. Like, what the fuck is up with this? Didn't realize I had my Spotify on shuffle. <laughs> and I was like, god damn it. Now I got to start over. <laughs> <laughs> I know you definitely have a few albums that you, you talked about or just like they're very albums either a little long form or they're kind of like one song leads into another so imagine just like I don't know Dark Side of the Moon or something it's just like but all just like flip flopped around oh no I mean this was this was like a fucking Paramore CD <laughs> too so it was just like you know it's like standard like regular songs but I'm just like this is weird I'm like and it was like why am I? Why is it the last song? Oh my my! I'm on shuffle because I'm a dumbass. But yeah, it was uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII. It's going great. What about Patland? What's going on in Patland? Oh, it's been uh, it's been well in Patland. Just trying to recover from nearly two weeks of being half sick in several different capacities. Oh yeah. Uh, uh just making it through. Uh, watched a uh a nice amount of movies uh lately. Okay. I feel like I haven't been watching as much lately, but I managed to 
squeeze in a couple and the the doldrums of squeezing mucus out of my body. Yeah, because I've definitely, since I hit the 100 movies for the 100 movie challenge, I was just kind of like, I've slowed down a lot on my movie watching. So uh, we, we definitely watched a few together. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we finally got to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah. Which was, that was a great time. Like, because we saw it like, what, a week after it came out? Yeah, it was the, the Tuesday after. The Tuesday after. And, you know, $5 Tuesday filled to the rafters. Because mm-hmm. we we, uh, we had to sit pretty close to the front, which is not something we typically do. We like that. We like the bad kids and hang out in the back. But it, it was a great time. Of, wow. They, like, we, we kind of expect it's going to be, you know, a little heart tuggy. And, you know, they definitely knew exactly how to play play the memorial parts of the movie without seeing like a bit excessive. Yeah, I, I will say like it didn't feel exploitative or like just overly like emotionally manipulative. It felt like the appropriate amount of reverence for, you know, Chadwick who sadly has passed. Mm-hmm. And you know and also having to deal with the repercussions of that in the movie as well. Uh why the fuck did it need to be three hours, though? That's yeah, beyond say, me. <laughs> I will say I, I did really enjoy Wakanda Forever, but I was definitely feeling the length by the end of it. Like, if, if I, but I, I don't know exactly what I would cut, but I kind of feel like two hours and 40 minutes felt like it was a little long. Yeah, and, and, I, and I know, like, you know, they had to, you know, introduce... Or they didn't have to, but they, you know, they decided to introduce Ironheart, uh, which I really like her inclusion in the movie, but she definitely felt more <laughs> superfluous. She was just like, oh, hi, I'm here doing cool Iron Man shit. And it's like, while the rest of the movie's kind of somber and, you know, having to deal with all the emotions of you know, the Chadwick passing and then, like, the events of the movie and I don't know. I'm starting to get the... I I, th- I feel like I say this every time we talk about MCU, but I am definitely feeling the MCU fatigue. And, and, and I think it's just because, you know, there's, like, three movies a year, seven TV shows, and, and, and not that any of it's bad, or, like, even... I, I, like, I liked Pat Black Panther fine, it was just like, it, it, it feels, in one way it feels weird because like, it's one of the few MCUs that's like, feels like it, it's different enough from like the, the forum of the MCU. Like you, like you can see, oh, okay, this is, looks, this looks and feels different. So, it, but still has to contend with doing like Marvel-y stuff. Yeah. So like the, like the non-Marvel flavored stuff really stands out because okay i really like this and sometimes like i would say like some of the more marvel stuff was it wasn't what i was really interested in yeah it's same here i think there there was like a story that you know ryan coogler wanted to tell and i feel like there's a lot of impeding forces that kind of shoehorn like you definitely feel there's a lot of like cooks in the kitchen yeah like, on this one that you don't really feel a lot of times with Marvel, other than it just kind of feels like this corporate, the executive hand, the is exec- like, yeah, definitely. And some people say they felt 
felt the divergence in Doctor Strange too, but I feel like for me personally that like the the oil and water, so to speak, was more pres- present to me in this one. Because honestly, like this is my favorite Marvel movie of the year. Like which, comparing it to Doctor Strange two and Love and Thunder. Yeah, which honestly isn't saying much because like. I know, like, I was more positive on Love and Thunder than most people coming out of the movie. And then, you know, kind of what, uh, had it on in the background hanging out with, uh, hanging out with our friend Ash one time. And we were just like, yeah, this movie's not that good. Like, it's fine or whatever. And, and that's just sort of like, honestly, all the Marvel movies this year. I kind of shrug and like, that's fine. There's some, like, also weird, like, I don't know, like, getting into the politics of Disney is always weird because, that you know, they try to put on the progressive facade, but at the end of the day, all the shit's, like, arguing for the same broken status quo, not to get off on, like, a political... And, 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 and you know, you definitely feel like there's... There's definitely a lot more tension in that regard, because I don't... Now, I don't know Ryan Coogler personally. I don't know his politics, but there's definitely like, I think I feel more of a like, oh, this is like, gotta conform to like brand standards. Like we can't be too outlandish or too radical, quote unquote. Because yeah, that's the that's the thing with Marvels. Like as much, as much as we enjoy them, and we're not gonna be like, eh, Marvel has no flaws, or like Marvel oh, sucks yeah. at everything. It's just like they ha- having to be like toe a line that that this is palatable, palatable enough to the most amount of people. Exactly. And, and not to say that there's anything wrong with that. It's just like, you know, having that mixed with like the marketing of, you know, all the woke progressive stuff. It's like, I mean, on a surface level. Yeah. I mean, but there's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm that, that's getting off into a messy conversation. But yeah, all, all for a movie that at the end of the day I was just kind of like, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, uh, like Mike, and obviously the the introduction to uh, Namor into mm-hmm. the MCU, I really love this interpretation of him. Like, it's like obviously, I love how Eli Collins is like just water Spock, you know? <laughs> yeah, how he, he looks like Spock, you know, big high arts eyebrows, pointy years, you know, pale as a ghost, and just like just. He just like just I'm just high, what's the word? High ego, like very brash. And this one's he's not an anti-villain. He's not an anti-hero. He's the antagonistic force to the story. But he's very much like showing the the real villain is colonialism. Like because yeah. Namor stands for like the, the Mesoamerican, you know, indigenous people that were overthrown by the Spaniards, and like having that aspect of the story, like sort of this reflective part of in Wakanda and mm-hmm. uh, Khan. It was an interesting story. And, and I just loved the design. Although I don't know if it's just our theater, but goddamn, this movie was dark too. Like, yeah, like, and, and, and the, and I know this is just like a complaint. It's probably our theater because I mean, the Northman was that way Batman was especially bad mm. but like yeah like this movie like especially the underwater Atlantis shit like yeah like you couldn't hardly see fucking shit and it's it, and I mean I know you underwater to try to like straddle this line between fantasy and reality but like 
Namor built a sun underwater, and it's like, but why is it still so dark? And it just seems really funny that the the other underwater big budget blockbuster movie that's on the other end of colonialism, Avatar Two, is much more brighter in like its palette and its visibility. Yeah. So it, obviously, and plus that's just a weird. Connection uh, <laughs> I made in my head just now. <laughs> Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Avatar Two. Is that coming out this year? Yeah, it comes out this month. Fuck me! It's finally hat for once again another movie. I just really don't care about. And this and this movie came out when I was in high school, like my senior year of high school, two thousand seven. I mean, the first one did, and now wait, I thought it came out like twenty ten. I remember being in school. It, it might be correct. It's, it's been over 10 goddamn years. It's been a long fucking time. I'll say that much. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I know Colt Winslow will be on like, hell yeah, Avatar 2. We're going to splish splash in the bath on that one. Uh, 2009. Uh, so I was just out of high school. Because I remember watching it, and granted, I, I watched it in the least ideal circumstance, which was, like, on the way back from a, like, choir trip on, like, a, <laughs> a bus. bus. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, on a charter bus. So, it was like, yeah, it wasn't, like, the greatest experience. It was like, yeah, is this what everybody was, like, pissed their pants over? It's like... Like, like the the apocryphal stories of people just being like, I don't want to live in real life anymore because it's not as bold and colorful as this movie. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. And, and also, like, by the time I saw it, like, it had been hyped up so much. And, and I, me being, like, a little contrarian fuck, I was just like, uh-uh. This movie's dumb. So, uh, Wakanda Forever. Good time. Go check it out on Disney Plus. I'm sure it'll come out eventually. You probably fast forward like to the the white people shit. <laughs> oh, the what? Like the least interesting part of the stories is when they do this harsh cut to fucking Martin, oh oh god I forget. Martin Freeman and Elaine from uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Like wh- who who the fuck is she? Who the fuck is Julie Louise Dreyfus? I have no fucking idea. And, and granted, I say this as someone who has. Honestly, not watched like 80% of fucking Marvel shit, but she shows up every now and then. And I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch? Why is Elaine here? <laughs> She's about to Why die. is she mastering her domain here? She's, I mean, she was in, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Black Widow. She was I in think. the post credit scene, the Black Widow. She was in Falcon Winter Soldier. But then like, uh, She's a she's supposed to be an evil bitch, and that's all I care to know. Oh my god, yeah, because that shit, like you said, the stuff that is like the more like connect, like trying to connect this to the Marvel universe. I was just kind of like, oh, I don't like this, or it's not that I don't like this. I'm just like, go away. This is not the this is not the place for like the 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 five minutes of white white people bullshit. That's every other Marvel movie, for real. So. But it's a good time. Uh, another communal m- movie we watched together for old Cannon's birthday. That was the menu, and uh, it's it, it say the movie was good. The experience left a little to be desired. Uh, yeah, probably like the worst. Like actually, like okay, we'll say movie fucking amazing. I I might even go higher than what I have on it, just because it's 
like it was really cool in very similar headspace some stuff I've been thinking on a lot about really cool however there are these little fuckers in the theater just being the most obnoxious fucking twats imaginable and just I'm, I'm like okay you like and, and we saw this on not five dollar Tuesday so it was like you paid like 13 fucking dollars to come into the movie and just like be a absolute twat I mean just like talking laughing playing shit on their phone and then you know we told them to politely hey shut the fuck up you know they got all like pissy and you know anytime Pat would laugh just like make some like sideways comment and then they saw us get up and then was like oh y'all are adults because these were like fucking like high school kids too Mm -hmm. So, but like, I'm just like, my God, can't have like, did people just like lose the ability to act like functioning humans in society because of COVID? Because you hear like, apparently this like a lot of places like like movie like like movie theaters and especially like concert venues and stuff. How people are just acting a goddamn fool. I really don't understand because we had trouble, as we discussed in our review of the Batman. Go check out that episode from earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. How just like how are the people this just reckless in, in their disregard for the people around them in the movie theater? It's like two two years of being largely away from people just like completely atrophied any social skills they learned in a lifetime of being around other people. I guess so. Cause and also. Please, for the love of God, never, for any fucking circumstance, put the fucking flashing notification on your phone, especially if you're going to have the phone out of your pants pocket or something, and we just see the flashing shit, that's distracting. You know, if you have a call or something, please take it outside. I feel like this is pretty, like, I feel like, like common sense. Intuitive. Know, yeah, yeah, pretty intuitive, yeah. But no, or, or like, on, like, the concert side, I've been seeing, like, people, like, like, going to shows, but only going for one band, and then once they play the one song that that one band that they came to see, they just leave, which I'm just like, bruh, come on, you paid for this whole show, like, why are you going to... And plus, concert tickets are hella expensive. Especially if you're going to see someone who's of reasonable size shit being like 300 fucking dollars that's fucking extortion mm. so but the menu itself great time we, yes we laughed god excuse me we laughed a lot more than i was expecting during that, that movie yeah i wasn't expecting it to be just like outright funny as it was and is but like god it was just so cool a lot of interesting conversation about between like art and audience and the consumption of art and like and just and after watching the bear at the uh, show on hulu earlier this year about like a, a young restaurant tour coming out of like the 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 very high-end world of restauranting and cooking like it's it there's a lot that it touches on however briefly that is resonates with this movie how like just uh, the weird almost fascist fascistic control of like chefs 
to like their their under employees in the cooking environment because like Joe McHale has a as one scene as like a high end chef in the bear that the main character is working under and he's in that show for a grand total of five minutes and he's a fucking bastard just like just just the sheer just like Nazi level of just like fascist just like just hatred and venom and control he's like just pushing his boot heel down on his people. And it's like, it's crazy. And just like the weird, like parasocial kind of like reverence that people have for like artists and, you know, for whatever Avenue, you know, in this specific instant, the culinary world. Yeah. And, and just, <laughs> and like we said, keep going back to the humor. Like that one bit is like, why am I here? Where did you go to college? Brown, do you have student loans? No, you're going to die. <laughs> like, that is funny as shit. And and also, just the absurdity. Uh, that's spoilers. Never mind. Go see the menu. It's still in theaters, I think. Maybe. Uh, yeah, probably. If not, it, VOD, check it out. It's uh, it's definitely, definitely on my higher end of the movies for the year. Oh, yeah. It's definitely easily within my top ten of the year. Which, it's, like... Apparently, like, 2022 has some pretty fucking banging movies and a lot that I still need to watch. Yeah, like, uh, you know, we always have our year in award show, which, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be discussing that as time goes on in the next few weeks. But I imagine, like, there's a quite a few more that I kind of want to, like, squeeze in. I mean, we always try to, like, squeeze in some about this time every year. But, like, there's still a few I, I would like to knock out from this year. Yeah, definitely. Honestly... This is going to be off mic thing. You want to watch RRR soon? We we got to. Because I just, I, I need to know. I just want to see. Because people are like talking like best movie of year. I'm like everything everywhere though. I mean, I do, I do appreciate like how this like Bollywood movie like RRR has sort of become like this like surprise darling for movie audiences this year on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like in, in America, anyway, but in like in its home country of India, it's either just like kind of cringe or like basic Bollywood bitch. But just like three hours of just like guys being dudes and <laughs> that's like saying fuck you to the British Empire. Like I don't know, I'm I'm been intrigued for a while. I just have to like set aside the three hours to get to. I know I know they say that three hours whiz by, but just like mentally having the space to sit down for that it's just like even when like I'm going to play FF7 I'm just like fuck do I really want to start this right now <laughs> the mental hill that we build before we do something for real uh, I had a few more uh, that I uh, watched uh, individually um, since uh, Wakanda Forever came out and like people are finally getting on the train to Tenoch where it's a uh, great actor of indigenous descent from Mexico. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I, I, everybody's, everybody's finally picking up where I was putting down for a while now. So <laughs> uh, I went to go check out some of his other movies I haven't seen. Uh, some <laughs> some better than others. I watched uh, Son of the Monarchs, which is a Spanish language film from 2020. And it's a really good movie. I mean, excuse me, it's a good movie. I liked it. I think you have to be in a certain type of mind space for it because like it's 
it's very languid and meandering and kind of like melancholy because and i guess i was just in the a blue headspace when i was watching it so like it's good but like i could also see someone watching this and like this movie is boring because nothing really happens yeah. and i guess when you cause I, I was literally thinking about it the other day i guess when you think about it that the, the beginning and the end have like to me the most interesting points where he goes like he's he's a i forget the word for it. he's a scientist who studies butterflies and he goes back to his home in Mexico to see his family after his grand- grandmother dies. And just sort of like him being like this very, you know, I guess in their eyes, very rich and affluent man going back to their very humble town. And sort of like the friction that causes, especially with his estranged brother and then going back. And this huge middle section where it kind of just feels like it's just stuff happening. Yeah. And then going back at the end, for his niece's wedding, I guess. And, and when you look at it in like a, a thematic thing, you know, the, the life, uh, death and rebirth, like a butterfly. And you, you have egg, the chrysalis, which is the big and the changing gestation point in the middle. And then, you know, the, the emergence at the end with, you know, the wedding. So like, I get it on that level, but still like we talk about all the time. You can understand what a movie's doing and why it's doing it. But like, you still may not, connect to it connect with that choice and you know it's still you know he's a great actor he did get a great job it's just like also there's just a lot of academic talk about butterflies it just makes me glaze over <laughs> I get what you mean because it's just like they're like trying to decode the DNA of a butterfly to figure out or the modern butterflies as to why it's wings are a certain color and it's just like they really get into the <laughs> they get to the weeds about that and I guess again, plus his hometown in Mexico is where the butterflies migrate during the winter from America to the south. So that's where they stay warm. So like, if you really like butterflies, I'm sure it's very interesting. But it's still a, a really cool movie, and I think the most the thing it it, it it's the most success, successful at is engendering a sense of longing for the past that you can't get back due to tragic circumstance or just like the unstoppable passage of time. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that way it's successful. Yeah. And then watch the forever purge and it was kind of a lot of nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine which, which purge is that three or four? Four. I think how many fucking purge movies are there? That's the most recent one. Okay. Plus, I think it's funny that in Wakanda Forever, Tenoch Huerta got an introducing credit when he'd been making movies for 15 years, and he was literally the co-build <laughs> actor in <laughs> Purge 4. I mean... I mean, but also, like, as big as the Purge is, like, it's it's still, like, this is... if Purge is right here, an inch tall, and Marvel is, like, two, 20 feet tall. So, obviously... Nothing has a platform that Marvel does. Exactly. So you could be working you know, your entire life as a performer and no one knows you until you fucking put on a fucking green Speedo. And then they have to fucking nerf the size of your cock. That fucking dude Disney, a- you coward! <laughs> they were the huge fucking hog and those those Marvel bastards cut it off. Fucking bitches. <laughs> All the money. <laughs> I'm getting my hackles up. All that money they spent erasing that man's cock. Damn. Damn. National tragedy, I tell you. Tragedy across multiple nations, if you listen to the internet. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, what's one last movie? Evil Dead Trap, which is a uh, Japanese horror movie from the late 80s, uh, now streaming on Shudder. Not a sponsor, but uh, if you're listening, uh, we would gladly accept spooky money. Um, also, Shudder's are fucking rad. It's a really cool place. Go check it out. Uh, lots of cool horror stuff streaming on there. Uh, it's an interesting movie. It's one minute shorter than the Forever Purge, but some reason I felt myself kind of feeling the length of it more. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot of really cool, like, industrial, like, aesthetics and, like, spooky, you know, sights, but I don't know, man. It's just something about it just seemed not as... not engaging in all point, because there's a lot of just, like, really cool, like, gore effects and, like, and like just and some violence in, in it that just really makes you squirm, but I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of emptiness. They could have, in my opinion, really tightened it up and made it shorter. But um, also the last act of the movie is buck wild. Oh really? It goes from like this sort of slasher movie to fucking uh, Akira at the very end. It's wild. <laughs> he just goes straight Tetsuo. More than you realize. <laughs> <laughs> And like some, and there's some like like I said, some really impressive practical effects. Like, damn, they really pull this off with like a no budget, especially like one specific specific incident when like the the villain is trying to get across to the final girl, but there's a wall in the way, and him uh, bypassing that barrier is very effective, and in, in a way that's not quite physical. Okay. So, if nothing else, check it out for its effects and the body horror, violence. It's really cool. Um, but also, be aware it's probably not going to be for everyone's taste. Okay. Uh, so, that's been kind of my movie journey lately. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my God. But me and you both have just been coughing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Lord. Mm. Uh, off mic. Uh, any other bits you want to get to next? Uh, let's see, we're at 37 minutes. I guess we could do Christmas and then Spotify wrapped. Yeah, we can do that. Or uh, whatever you want to do. Yeah, that, that's the that's next big point. We'll say Spotify wrapped for last because I have the podcast wraps. Okay. Stats on that too. All right. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, this this being the, the holiday season, uh, we just recently had, as of this recording, uh, last night was our yearly Lads Christmas. That means the, the AYC gang gets together and exchanges gifts. Uh, Tanner and his uh, lovely wife was very gracious enough to host us at their house, and we had a great time. Uh, we got a lot of good gifts. Um, what did you get from the from the boys, Joe? Uh, I got, well, first off, everyone got... Uh, from Cult, a scar scream, which hey. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, was pretty fucking rad, and I was playing with that thing all night. I mean, I, I, and plus, I don't know if Joe really has any like foothold in the Transformer world, but they were they were very pleased with that toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think also Cult also got me uh, David Bowie's Hunky Dory. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic album. Everyone should listen on vinyl. On vinyl, yeah. Uh, I got a few criterions from uh, Tanner, and then uh, Wenzel did uh, these really cool uh, 
Pokemon drawings mm-hmm. did the shiny versions of all of our favorites. And uh, that he, was really awesome. Yeah, Wenzel drew me Skullipede, the giant horse-sized centipede, mm-hmm. shiny. And uh, what did he draw for you? Uh, Dragonite, because Dragonite's awesome. And he, he did a really fucking good job on all of them. Well, yeah, Wenzel's really uh, having like a big uh, jump in his art lately, being very like proactive in it and like really putting this stuff out there. So please... Go seek out his stuff. He's doing a great job right now. Yeah, all Wenzel's socials, World of the Wednesday, Twitter and Instagram. Go check his stuff out. <clears throat> of course, you know that if you're a long-time listener. Uh, as for me, uh, I got a second uh, Starscream Transformer because Hell yes. Tanner bought that for me specifically. And then Colt, as a bit, bought all of us, including himself, this same Starscream Transformer. <laughs> Which, just like, the level of coincidence is just fucking wild. So now I have two King Starscreams, and I have a throne to set uh, my uh, other Transformers in. Mm-hmm. So that, that means Black Arachnia is going to sit on her throne like the queen she, she is, and all the other Transformers are just going to, like, simp at her feet. Hell Yes. And uh, well, you know what? I now just thought about. It. I really hope Black Arachnia is in the uh, the new Beast Wars Transformer movie coming out. Ooh, that <clears> would be rad. That'd be pretty sick. But like any like any family, the lads, uh, we you know we have our arguments. Some very petty, and uh, you know. Tensions rise at the holidays, like you know, like like any other family. And goddamn, did one stupid fucking argument just put Christmas in shambles? God fucking, it's so fucking stupid. <clears throat> it, it, fucking Tanner posed the question to the chat. Essentially, <laughs> it was like, "Do you think a bird has ever broken orbit?" And like most people, you know, the correct response is more than likely not. Probably not. We're enough to be like, yeah, that's probably fact that, yeah, a bird has not broken orbit. But he insists on saying that, no, it is possible. Bird might have broken orbit. We don't know. We haven't seen every bird. (laughs) Like, like a, 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 I couldn't tell a Tanner was like, just honestly, God believed it or just like running with a bit so hard to the end zone that at some point in the history of earth and all of its hundreds of millions of years some avian like creature under its own power has he said specifically birds specifically birds has flown high enough to escape the earth's gravity and reach orbit of the planet earth and you know haha funny bit if if a bit, but, 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 but one person in particular took such umbrage with this posit that it just was, it, 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 the, the horse was well and truly dead by the end of the night, but they just kept beating because like Wenzel had such a ferocious reaction to this question that you would have thought Tanner had like slapped his mom in front of him. It just that's just the level of fervor and ferocity <laughs> that he was just attacking Tanner with this this just debate. And just like <laughs> and it's like I it's like I was playing with the bit, but after a point it's just like 
bruh, one of y'all needs to drop it. <laughs> uh, although I do get, I understand where Wenzel's coming from because the question is just fucking stupid. It's fucking dumb. Why are we even having this argument? And that's the thing, like, what's, like, do I think a bird has reached space on its own power? No. But, like, also, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> oh, fuck. That pat down, pat down. Pat down. Crisis. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, it, uh, I don't have the give a fuck to personally refute every dumb thing someone says. Like, it's a... Losing battle is a thankless job. Uh, but, like, no, Wenzel was determined to, like, prove his point that Tanner was wrong. And I'm just like, I couldn't fucking be bothered. At, at a certain point, I'm just like, are we... <laughs> are we going to just have to have our little Christmas just me, Joe, and Colt while these two fucking, <laughs> you know, have couples counseling over here? I guess. <laughs> God, oh man, that 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 was much like sword arm wheel feet. Just another stupid fucking argument that we've had. <laughs> man, I'd, probably the most passionate <laughs> exchange least, of words in, in a while. Anyway, God, what is it about us that we just come up with the most inane? We take the, the most inane subjects to with just the utmost severity. I. When doing a bit goes wrong, I mean that, that that I feel like that's just our existence right now is just literally holding up, like dying on the the hill bit, just dying on the hill. It, it, like we know it's wrong, we're going to die on that hill. It, just because, <laughs> God. <coughs> uh, I think to to wrap it up, uh, I think. God damn it. I think we can talk about Spotify rap. That's that was a big thing that happened uh, recently, and we plus we can discuss like the podcast is on the Spotify rap. Ooh! So, um, off my did you do yours? I did do mine. Okay, all right, Joe. If you don't mind, why don't you talk about what yours is? Because you know, I you know there might be a couple bah humbugs out there, but I always think it's really cool when people show what they've been listening to over the year. Mm-hmm. Because it is a true mark of what people have actually been listening to. <clears throat> and I will say, mine wasn't too embarrassing. It was more of like, okay, yeah, I about expected that. Uh, my my top five genres were pop, which is strange, but I've been listening to more of that. Hip-hop, melodic metalcore, or alternative metal, and just rock Yeah, was my number one. Which I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, my my top five bands, <laughs> which was like, yeah, makes sense, was Children of Bodom, Ozzy, Black Sabbath, David Bowie, and apparently I listened to the Dillinger Escape Plan the most this year. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, with mine, uh, there's some stuff I knew was going to be on there, but then like, I guess the arrangement of it kind of surprised me. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that was my my Spotify right. Oh, your top songs? Oh, top songs. Uh, which, honestly, none of the bands I listened to were in <laughs> these top songs, apparently. Um, was... Uh, 
the top one, and I will say it's not because I like this song. It was because I have a weird way of listening to music that if I like one part of it, I will replay the song over and over. But just that segment. But just that segment. And the, but uh, my top played song was not the American Average by Asking Alexandria. <laughs> Which, it's only that opening vocal line, but I mean, the song is like misogynist trash, but I like that vocal line, so I kept playing that over and over. Apparently, I played it the most this year. But yeah, that's my Spotify wrapped. Uh, As for me, uh, my top five genres, and boy, did I feel like Spotify just read me for film. (laughs) My whole bare ass was out on for the world to see. Um, Number five, alternative metal. Okay. Number four, electro pop. Okay. Okay. Sidebar. There, there's like some <coughs> genres and mini genres. I'm just like, does Spotify just make these up? I think they do because <coughs> Ash got something like Alt Z. Alt Z. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? And so, someone on my timeline got something called Mellow Gold. What the fuck is that? Uh, and plus, Colt or Wenzel One got something really weird last year. Yeah. Uh, number three, Latin pop. Number two, trap Latino. And then number one, pop. It said I listened to 38,749 minutes total of, over the course of the year. Uh, my top song of the year was Agua de... Jamaica by Maluma. I probably listened to that. I listened to that song fifty six times. <laughs> Damn. Uh, my top five songs was uh, "Prisoner" featuring D- Dua Lipa by Miley Cyrus. Okay. Number four was "Happiness" by the night by the nineteen seventy five. Okay. Number three was uh, "Bailando" Spanish edition by Enrique Iglesias. Number two was "Good Ones" by Charlie XCX, and number one was "Agua de Jamaica" by Maluma. Uh, <clears throat> my number one artist was Bad Bunny with <laughs> over 1,100 minutes listened. Top eight listeners of the world. Uh, top five artists, number five, Lizzo. Number four, J Balvin. Number three, Maluma. Number two, Enrique Iglesias. Number one, Bad Bunny. And I will be taking no questions at this time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, those are a lot of artists. Some I've heard, a lot I have not. And I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like a very Pat, a Pat Spotify <laughs> rap. Uh, yeah, the... Like I said, I will be taking no questions. And um, additionally, I found out I listened to 27,702 minutes of podcasts this year. Of podcasts? Mm-hmm. Damn. Because my Spotify is definitely more of a podcast machine. But somehow I still listen to more music. How, ma- how, how many minutes of music have you listened? did you listen 38, to? 38,749. God damn. I only had like 31. I had 31,000. So. So lots of consumption there, but also I wanted to get into a little of the podcast uh, rap because, you know, obviously uh, we have our show on all the platforms, Spotify being one of them, and they have a special rap for the people who produce podcasts. And <clears throat> according to our rap, we produce 5,209 minutes of new content in the year 2022. Jesus. More that's more than ninety nine percent of other creators in the comedy category. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey well AYC we're very, we're very much a quantity over quality podcast. <laughs> hey, listen, they can, 
if they can say anything about a vice yes we are prolific very much so <laughs> and there's some quality to that quantity don't you forget that oh yeah uh, our most streamed episode of 2022 was actually an episode from last year. Okay. It was episode 244 of the 2021 AYCH Awards. Okay. Which received 179% more streams than our average episode. Damn. Which, like, in case you don't realize, that was, like, a four-hour episode. Yeah. So... If it, so I think the truckers have already caught on to our urges of having long form content for the long open road. Hell yes. Our top six countries uh, for Spotify listeners. Number five, Australia. Okay. Number four, the Philippines. Okay. Number three, United Kingdom. Okay. Number two, Sweden. Okay. And number one, United States. All right. All right. And uh, apparently, during the, during the uh, time of August 14th to August 20th, we received a a surge of listeners, 112% more than our average during the week release. But uh, looking over that, apparently, uh, August uh, that was during that was a, a three episode stretch of 276. For, uh, the watch party discussion where Colt Wins will talk about their 10 hour movie marathon. The AYC8 special uh, interview episode, why it, why I interviewed uh, indigenous actor and comedian Joey Clift, and, and we reviewed the uh, new movie Prey, mm-hmm. and then uh, that was also during episode two hundred and seventy-seven, uh, August twenty twenty-two gaming news. So that was like a a big, uh, a, apparently a really interesting time for our listeners on Spotify, and also like. My interview with Joey Clips is one of my favorite things from the year so far. Hell yeah! And just like just be like, I never thought I'd be inter- like inter- doing, inter- interviewing like a comedian and a filmmaker about about this like movies. And he was a really cool guy, and I hope to talk to him again and other, uh, you know, just yeah. interesting people in the future. Exactly. And uh, we saw some on on, a, on Spotify. We had some we had some gains. We saw an eighty nine percent increase in in streams. A, an increase in 62% in, in overall hours listen. Okay. And then a 16 <coughs> and then a 16% increase in followers. Okay, hell yeah. And uh for we were in the top we were a top 10 podcast for nine fans, top 5 podcast for six fans and the number 1 podcast for four fans. All right, hell yeah. So, a lot of interesting numbers, and uh, we just want to thank everybody, all of our Spotify listeners, and wherever you listen to AYC. It's like, <clears throat> thank y'all so much. I mean, I know we're just a bunch of crazy folks uh, from Alabama, but we really do appreciate uh, all of our listeners, both uh, domestic and international. It, it means the world to us. Y'all tune in every week. Listen to our silly butt pussy talk, and you know, you, you still come back. Yep, yep, yep. So, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that'll about do it for us today. Anything, any uh, final remarks before we head off into the sunset down the big open road? Uh, nothing that I can think of. All right. Well, we thank you all so much for listening today. Stay safe out there. 
you know, drink your orange juice, wash your hands, use germets, wear a mask, and just be careful. You know, take care of yourself. You know, obviously, there's still a lot of bugs going out, you know, with the world. But also, take care of yourself. You know, the hustle and bustle of the holiday time is a lot to do, a lot to get done. So, you know, just remember to uh, take it easy, look at yourselves and the folks around you, too. Mm-hmm. So, signing off today, thank you again. You can follow us wherever podcasts are found. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. Wherever podcasts are found. Helps us out, keeps us visible, puts in front of new people, and we always appreciate you when you do it. You can follow us on our socials while social media still exists. <laughs> yeah. On AYCH Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, all you can hear, excuse me, blah, blah, blah. you can follow us on All You Can Hear on Twitter and Instagram, AYCH Podcast. Uh, God damn, I feel like I literally forgot how to do the plugs. <laughs> What's our fucking at? We'll cut this out. You've been out of practice, Pat. The fucking bug has fucked me up. The centipede's dilemma. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AYCH Podcast. All you can hear on Letterboxd. And also, please keep an eye out on our uh, Twitch page. That's, That's also all you can hear. And our YouTube at all you can hear because the Backlog Boys, they will be streaming on Twitch. And then once those streams are over, they will go up on our YouTube page where you can watch those at any time in perpetuity. So just listen to more banter and good times. And speaking of the Backlog Boys, that is our brand new show on our brand new sister channel, AYC's Extra, where Tanner, Colt, and Wenzel discuss video games and like we said, at the top of the show, they recently released their f- nearly six-hour epic <laughs> of their in-depth insight into the production, the review, and just general information about The Last of Us Part Two. They did a lot of work on that. Please go check that out. And all their other episodes on the Backlog Boys. Also, JoJo and I, along with our new AYCH member, Ash, we have a, another show over there called Cinema Grimoire, where the three of us talk about classic gothic horror, 90s and 80s horror, and, and everything just tends with a little bit of queer insight and just like this a special facet of horror and just subculture. That's a lot of fun. Go check that out as well. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. John lost his name. My, and lastly, my name is JoJo. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-A-B-O-I-24 and on John Owens on 12 on Letterboxd. All right. Thank you all so much. Take care of yourselves. We'll be talking to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.